0: You are listening to the Inside Out Podcast. Brent Kimball and Michael Anderson discuss all things living the gospel with those inside of the family of God and bringing the gospel to those outside of the family of God. Let's live Inside Out. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Inside Out Podcast. I am here, but I'm not here with, with Brent. I'm joined by our family life pastor, Jordan Paris. Jordan? How's life? It's great. Sun's out. Feeling good. You're getting plenty of sleep as your daughter's transitioning from an infant to whatever is the next phase. Just interrupted sleep. Yeah. But good sleep. It goes from infant to what? Is it infant to toddler? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm asking the wrong person. You know, I feel like whenever you come on the podcast, I (laughs) I I ask you questions and you don't know the answers. (laughs) And I'm so used to sitting across from Brent and he knows everything. I I can ask Brent... Any question, and if he doesn't know the answer, he'll at least make something up, and it will sound convincing. So, so I think in the early
1: 1900s it went from infant to toddler, and that was 1913. Perfect.
0: Jimmy Elliot decided that. Perfect. Nobody so. Google that or fact check anything Jordan just said. Yeah, and we'll just go with that. His sounded answer. real though. Um. So you, you have a daughter. You also have, you also have a wife named Piper. Um. Like, our wives are wonderful people. Amen. They help us in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I think I told this story on a Sunday before, but my wife, um, I just, you know, I need her. I need her around. And even if it's just for menial things, like, I told a story about when I, one time I had to go into my house. I had to go into my crawl space, and I just, I don't like doing that. And do you have a space under your house? Do you have a crawl space? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever gone down there?
1: Well, we have a mobile home, so it's yeah. elevated. So the whole thing's a crawl space have and ever... I've never gone under. Okay. No.
0: Well, there will come a time when you have to do that. And that's like, when I delegate. Like for me, um, there's just an unpleasantness down there and I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to be graphic, but there was a cat that decided to expire under our house one time. <laughs> and so, the removal of that was grotesque, to say the least. And so there's, there's not good memories that exist in a crawl space. So uh, one time I had to go under there to fix something, and I just don't like tight spaces. Where are you going with that? <laughs> and so, and so I, it was a chore that I had to do, and it was the first thing in the morning. I remember Mark Twain. Mark Twain wrote that if you have to eat a frog, like do it the very first thing if you have to do something unpleasant in your day is what he's saying, just get it over and done with. Hmm. So I went, okay, I'm going to listen to Mark Twain. I'm going to crawl under my house. And I remember standing outside of the crawl space and, and I just stood there staring into the abyss for probably, I'm not kidding, 10 minutes. I'm trying to muster up the courage, but I couldn't do it. It was like my feet were glued to the ground. So I called my wife and I said, Allie, can you come out here, please? And she was a little confused, but of course she's a godly, gracious woman, so she obliged. And she came out. And she said, "Hey, what do you need?" And I said, "Hey, I just need you to stand here and watch me, so that I'll have the courage to crawl under the house." And sure enough, with my wife standing right there, it was like the sixteen-year-old me was activated. And you know, I wanted to impress this woman standing next to me, and so it gave me all the courage and I needed to crawl under the house to fix. The the thing that needed to be fixed. So, like, what is your... What what unique thing does your wife do for you? I feel like Piper, like, keeps you on track.
1: What unique thing? Yeah. Uh, Well, she probably would have went under the house. (laughs) And done what needed to be done. (laughs) So that, and she great.
0: wouldn't even have needed to call you. No, she would have just done it surprisingly. Wait, me. you live on home. a you live on a bit of property. Mm-hmm. Who's the lawnmower? Is it you or her? It's
1: both. Yeah. Even when she was nine months pregnant with Daisy, she was mowing. Like and I just got home and she was mowing. lawn. She was lawn. just mowing the it, and weed whacking. Does she everything.
0: like to do it, or did she just see that it needed to be done?
1: I think there's it's both.
0: For some people, it's very cathartic for them. Yeah.
1: We don't really, we have a push mower, so it's not.
0: You have a push mower? Yeah. And there's like, there's some hill there too. That's a workout. And it's fully human powered. There's no help. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. A fully human powered mower? Fully human powered. Next, next you're going to tell me it's one of those old ones without a a motor. It's just like a. It does have a motor. Okay. Okay. It's not old school. Okay. Good. Good. Well, um, this past Sunday was Easter Sunday, which both of our wives were not mowing the grass or helping us go into the house. They were serving, serving the church. What a beautiful Sunday together as we got to celebrate water baptisms and just gather together as a church. Jordan, I'm interested to know, like, it, maybe maybe it's hard to pick one. Maybe you have a couple. What was the highlight for you of um, the Easter gatherings?
1: Mm, mm. Well, it's hard not to say baptisms. That was wonderful. Sure. Nine people getting baptized in water. That sure. was very celebratory. And all the people there and... Just the energy, but the baptism—I I don't, I can't not say that. I feel like that was the highlight for me.
0: Yeah, and there's, we celebrate every single baptism, um, and it's so wonderful to celebrate with those folks. But there's something really special about seeing um, dads uh, baptize their children, mm-hmm. and, and husbands
1: baptizing their wives. Yeah,
0: that's that's very very cool. These people who have taken on the primary. Uh, disciples of, of their families, um, just exercising that uh, responsibility is so cool to see and be a part of. And, you know, baptisms are just such a special event here with City Point Church. We bring the kids in. We want them to see it and be exposed mm-hmm. to it um, and just be a part of it and celebrate together as a true family moment. So that was a wonderful time on Sunday. You know, one of the things that I, I really enjoyed was... It's just such a cool energy that exists in between the gatherings as people are... We always try to do something that encourages people to uh, hang out a little extra, to have a couple more conversations. And so, uh, of course, when you put out donuts, I mean, that's the incentive that most of us need. Yes, high-quality donuts. Now, I've, I've been asked by multiple people where those donuts came from. They are not from anywhere in a forty five mile radius, just so you know. And and so they're from down in Issaquah. So those were those were imported donuts for Easter Sunday. That was a <laughs> that was pretty pretty special. But just so we do things like that to to just encourage people to stay and hang out and chat and that was just such a cool thing to be a part of, to just there was energy in the lobby and, and people just hanging out and being the church and and connecting with one another. So that was really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, I heard such great things from our children's ministry. As somebody who has uh, three boys involved with City Point Kids, it's such a fun time over there with the City Point Kids extravaganza. Of course, it was a bummer that the bouncy house couldn't be set up because yes. of the gale force winds. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: it's like the movie Up when the house uh, a, little, up, a little bit the bouncy house if, was floating.
0: If we would have had the bouncy house up and running, it would have turned into the movie Up. It would have been only a sequel. The, the ending probably wouldn't have been quite as pleasant. Mm-hmm. I do have to say we have quite a bit of fortitude um, here in the Northwest. I have friends kind of across the country who are posting from Easter and. You know, it was sunny and beautiful days Mm -hmm. where they were at. And, you know, they're posting, he has risen and we're going to go enjoy the sunshine. And, you know, not us. Okay, we're... Raining windy. We are soldiering on here in the endless winter. But nevertheless, such a great Sunday. Heard wonderful things from Kids Ministry. A ton of good things were happening. And then, you know, one of the big announcements that we made on Easter Sunday is the fact that uh, we are under contract on our Riverside Drive property. And if we edited this podcast more, that's where I would insert maybe a clapping track right there, but we're not not going to do not that. Not doing that. Not going to do that. And it was so cool to um, even just hear the church's response in that. It feels like uh, so many people that I talked to or that responded in the moment were incredibly excited about the potential of of this new facility. Mm-hmm. And so, Jordan, you and I have, have, have been a part of this process. And so I'm just curious to hear from you a couple things and uh, your perspective, maybe as a family life pastor, but also as uh, the father of, of a young daughter. and And what are you most looking forward to when it comes to this new location?
1: Well, for one, the kids space is going to be awesome. A designated kids area. That's going to be wonderful. But I also think just the location of it being in the heart of Mount Vernon, um, right in the city, I I just can't think of a better location. So I feel like just the the area, the traffic that it's going to get, the visibility, um, I just think it's going to be pretty sweet to be in the heart of Mount Vernon and not kind of on the outskirts where we're at now. Yeah. So that'll be really nice. But yeah, especially the the facility, the layout as we work on that. But I think the kids space, I'm a little selfishly excited for Daisy to be able to grow (laughs) up in that and experience that. And that's going to be pretty sweet.
0: That really really is going to be a major feature of that building you know one of the coolest things about this is is that the this the footprint of the building it's uh, almost the exact same as the building we were designing up on the mclaughlin Mm -hmm. property and so um just the fact that that lines up so similarly is is really really important and then of course you know we we talk about um what are our our values as a church? What are our guiding principles? And um, going all out for kids and teens is one of those. And we don't just say that. That's not just lip service. That's not something that sounds good that we say. We really mean that. And so when it comes to designing this new building, um, when we first went around and looked inside, uh, we were imagining, um, what does this kid's wing look like? Look at all this space that we can dedicate to of children's ministry. And so it really is a value for us, um, for our elders. It's important that we have that space and make it as top-notch as possible. So going all out for kids and teens is not simply lip service. And Jordan, I'd have to agree with you. One of the things that I am, am really excited for is just the increased visibility there. And I'm certainly thankful for where we are at, for the building that we have and the opportunity that we have uh, to, to be in this space on Cedardale Road. But um, when we get to move into the heart of Mount Vernon, um, the visibility will just be increased that much more. I remember looking at traffic studies uh, and and reading from the county that eight thousand cars go through that intersection each and every single day, so yeah. you have that much more exposure uh, that you're seeing on a regular basis. So it's definitely definitely exciting. Um, I think one of the things that I'm looking forward to is being in a bigger auditorium. Like maybe mm-hmm. that's a that's a unique thing, but our auditorium is kind of a smaller smaller auditorium so I think Brent said a couple weeks ago on the podcast um, when he was talking about the dangers of of being drowsy in your faith there were some people who are being drowsy in real life so I don't think people notice that you can you can see quite a bit of things when you're up on the platform so a bigger a bigger uh, auditorium is going to be great for us as as a church so let me ask you this what do you think are some of the advantages of, of being at this Riverside location?
1: I think for one, being in the heart of Mount Vernon, locationally there, I think it'll help us be more outward focused. I just think of myself, I'm definitely more bent towards discipleship, but I think just being there will help my mindset to be more evangelistic focused. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll help in that regard. And then I think you mentioned the visibility side of things. I didn't know 8,000 cars went through that. You said that intersection? Yeah. Per day? So just having exposure there for people to know that we're here and that we exist, I think is going to be super massive. Um, Yeah, I mean, those are two things, right, initially. I'm sure there's more.
0: Yeah, I think that um, obviously space is another big one. Um, We have some pretty serious constraints here as a church. Um, We talk about, so Easter Sunday. We can go to Easter Sunday. It's terrible weather outside. That means that our elementary ministry has to meet in the hub yeah, and you're talking about 30 children plus leaders crammed into that space, it can make things very difficult. And so one of the major benefits is going to be our kids' wing is going to be massively expanded. We're Mm. going to have so much room that it feels like our kids aren't even going to know what to do with themselves. Um, Parking is another major one. I'm sure that if you're listening to this and you've come between the 9.30 and 11 a.m. gatherings, chances are you've had to park quite near Timbuktu just to find a space. And so, uh, parking is another, another advantage. Um, we're looking forward to having more classroom space. Uh, Jordan, you and I probably are aware of this more than anybody, but right now in our building, we have one functioning classroom. We have one classroom, uh, that discussions uses at nine thirty, And then we do this real quick turnaround so that I can teach big screen perspectives there at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's again, it's something that we're we're navigating through right now, and we're still serving Jesus in the midst of it, but the ability to have more space is is definitely going to be uh, just a major plus for us together as a church. And so in that regard, uh just continue to listen for updates. You will hear them from us as we move forward. Again, we are incredibly excited to be. Heading toward this new property to be under contract with it. And so uh, we are definitely excited to be a part of the future of City Point Church. With that being said, our Missions Expo starts this weekend. Of course, it starts on Saturday night with our Missions Expo dinner. If you have not registered yet, you need to do that probably as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. The registration will close on Saturday and then you will be You'll be left out of the dinner. I hate to say that, but you won't be able to be a part of the missions dinner, and we definitely want to see you there. Are you, are you going to the missions I'm dinner? I'm all signed up. Okay. Yeah. You're signed up. Are you signed up? I'm signed up. I get to at least MC the first part of it, mm. so that's going to be great. Um, I'm not MCing with you. I'm MCing with Anna Dahl. Her and gonna I are going to do it together. So, Do you want to um, MC with Daisy? Uh, I totally would. Okay, I would totally emcee with Daisy as long as she doesn't slobber all over the microphone. Oh, it's so cute though. But but
1: I know it probably wouldn't be good. Okay,
0: I probably wouldn't be the best thing. Sorry, getting off on a tangent. But here's the deal: missions expo is always an incredible time Mm -hmm. for the church. So make sure you're there to be a part of it. And it continues on Sunday morning throughout all our gatherings. We'll see you this weekend.